Hello and welcome to Let It Be, a podcast about less doing and more being. This is episode 46. So Brooke, today we're going to talk about something that's come up a few times in the Let It Be Facebook uh, Facebook group. Facebook. And actually, <laughs> Facebook. <laughs> um, and actually the straight and curly face, Facebook group as well. I'm not going to be able to say Facebook for the whole rest of this recording. Um, so it's a topic of FOMO, which is the fear of me- missing out. And I had to laugh a little bit because we asked in the Let It Be group, about FOMO and my straight and curly co-host Carly who is literally the most FOMO person I know this is how she described herself she said I'm always FOMO always oh you're hanging out with people Carly's FOMO you ordered chicken and I have fish FOMO doing something I don't really give a shit about (laughs) FOMO (laughs) and she really literally is like that so There's so many things we can talk about with regard to FOMO. So to kick off today, I actually wanted to pose a question that Joshua raised because I do think it's a very interesting one. And he said, do you ladies believe there's justification to embrace FOMO for any particular reason? So I guess he's saying, can FOMO be a good thing or a useful thing? Because I I think we do generally look at it as quite a negative thing. Thing that we should all yeah I think it, it do you think yes I do I think it kind of cops a bit of a bad rap almost because it's like you rail against FOMO uh, but sometimes you know as an introvert as someone who occasionally gets like introvertedly lazy and I'm like no nah, I'm an introvert I don't want to go <laughs> I don't want to do this I don't want to do that and it's like that's because I'm sitting well in my comfort zone at that point when I'm like, you know, being an introvert and, and just using it as an excuse. Uh, I think FOMO can kind of be a really good um, way to snap out of that sometimes when, you know, I use it yeah, sort of as a, yes. as a motivator uh, to, to kind of push myself out of my comfort zone because I'll look at, you know, maybe what someone else is doing or an opportunity someone else has gone out and got for themselves or something awesome that they're doing or something that kind of tickles my fancy and makes me go, I'd really like to try that. Then I use that sense of FOMO as a motivation. I think there's heaps of like negative yeah. effects of it too. Um, but it can absolutely be used for good, I think. Yeah, I had to laugh because Nicole shared a picture in the group that was titled Introvert Inclusion. And so it's it has like three pictures of an introvert smiley face and one's like, sometimes we want to be left alone. Sometimes we want to be included. Most of the time we want to be included <laughs> with the option to be left alone. <laughs> and, I, and I so laugh because that is 100% me. I generally... I want to be given the opportunity to go, no, thank you. And I think that that when my FOMO kicks in is where like, yeah, I see something going on that's quite cool and I go, oh, that would have been cool to have been invited to. I don't actually want to <laughs> be there. I just want to have oh. been invited. <laughs> And I, that's when I get a little bit of the FOMO, and then you, and then I realise how kind of ridiculous that is. Like, 
you do, you don't want to be there. And that's, that's kind of an ego thing, isn't it? Yeah, totally. It, and it's yeah, I do think I don't want to speak for all introverts or all people or anything like that, but yeah, there is definitely an ego thing in being able to go, oh. I could have been there. I was invited, but I chose not to go or I chose not to do that thing. Um, I always laugh because as a friend of mine, um, quite often like we'll be at a race like watching a, a, a cycling race or a, a triathlon race and they will always say quite loudly for anyone who can listen, oh, I'm so glad I'm not doing this event. And it's like in the way of I could have done this event, mm-hmm. but I chose not to do it. Um, and, yeah, it's that interesting kind of mindset, isn't it? But, um, yeah, So, but I agree with you is that I too often use FOMO as a bit of a springboard to just get me out of a little bit of a introvert funk like because it does become very easy to just stay home all the time and chill out on the couch and watch your favorite program, which I'm not going to uh, mention because everybody I haven't. Knows I don't think is. I've heard you talk that. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm doing now? We've, we've finished watching Suits. It's all over. We're, we're caught up. So we've started watching oh it God. again. <laughs> because... because I just can't commit like that to another show. I, like maybe if it was like a few people have told me some one season shows that I'm maybe, maybe thinking about having a crack at. But having said that, I'm re, we're re, re-watching it. And you know what? It's really good. And it's quite cool re-watching from the start and going, oh, this is why I love this show. It's so good. I'm a fan, I'm a fan of, uh, of re-watching TV shows. I, I've done that quite a bit. I have no problem with that. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? The hilarious because this is my brain. Like I'm the same with books. Like I just I forget what happens, so I yep. don't. You know, if there's someone, there's some major plot twist, I just have no idea what it is, even though I only saw it like two months ago. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I'm getting the payoff again. So it's amazing. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, so it takes a bit to get me off the couch on the weekend when I would rather be watching Suits. But I do admit that I do have to kind of almost generate FOMO within myself in that regard to then get myself out and doing things like interacting with people in real life because I never really regret it. Maybe because I'm uh, quite considered about I don't do it all the time. Because there's this another kind of introvert meme that's going around on Facebook or on Instagram where it's like, you know, that whole thing where, you, where you've where you gone out and then you ask yourself, why am I here? I, <laughs> I didn't want to come and now I'm just proving why I don't go out on the weekend because I don't want to be out. But I do kind of disagree. I do feel like we do have to get out quite often and more often than we'd like. And yeah, the FOMO thing definitely helps with that. But certainly I know for me, FOMO much more... Oh, just quickly on the whole not being invited to something FOMO, I do find that that was something that was much more present in my life when I was younger and more insecure. So, yes. Yeah. So, not being invited to something or seeing other people out having a good time doing something that I would want to be included in or given the opportunity to exclude myself from, that came out of insecurity. Like, and I think the older you get and the more secure that you get and the, you just don't care about that stuff anymore. So FOMO becomes less of a thing. Yeah, and I think you the, the, you, you, get, you get to know yourself better too and you can kind of bypass that whole 
going out and realizing, oh, I'm actually, this is not really my thing. I'm not enjoying yeah. it. And you yes. understand that ahead of time and you don't actually have to, you know, go through the thing. Go, oh, yeah, this is not for me at all. You just, you just become, you know, more confident in yourself and what it is that you like and, and why, why you like it and why you don't and being okay with that. I, and I'm the same. I don't really, I think FOMO can kind of be two things, to be honest. I think it can be other, other like focused on other people and what they're doing. And in yeah. that way, it's sort of a comparisonitis thing. Yeah. And then I think there's FOMO that is self-generated. And that's the kind of one that I, I prefer to pay attention to because it's speaking to me uh, sometimes a little bit too loudly, but you know, it's speaking to me about things that are important to me. I usually honestly uh, only experience FOMO when I think about traveling and, you know, we mm. might have plans <laughs> to go somewhere or we've got a big trip on that, you know, that we're planning for a couple of years time or whatever it is. And even though like I've got that and I know that I still kind of, and it's more an impatience than anything, but like the comparison style FOMO, I just, I, like, I don't, I just don't go there anymore. I don't know. And and I think that's kind of been a, a pretty recent thing, maybe the last year or two. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a getting older thing, but exactly. also a better a better self awareness thing as well, where you realize. Well, I think one major thing you realize once you get to that place where you are, is that things are never as good as they seem. Exactly from the outside. So I think a lot of FOMO comes from looking at something that people have that we don't, and thinking it must be amazing, and then mm. you do whatever it takes to get that thing, and you go, oh. I thought this was going to be a major game changer or a major life changer and actually I'm still the same person or my life is still the same and oh, (laughs) you know. And I think once you've had a good few of those experiences, that's when you you start being a little bit more discerning with what you look at and think, oh, I want a bit of that in my life. Absolutely. Along the lines of that discernment kind of thing, I, a bit like what you said, is that I kind of use FOMO these days almost as a way of checking in with what's actually important to me or Mm -hmm. what really fires me up. So like in the last couple of years, like every time I see a friend finish a marathon, I'm just dying with envy. Like I just want to, or or at at a big race or something, I'm just like, I just want to be there. I'm so, so jealous of them and I want to be in it. And so that kind of really tells me that I really, really want to get back to running like a marathon or running a long distance kind of race. And finally, like it's, you know, and what's been holding me back from doing that is I've had this injury that's taken a really long time to get on top of. But I'm finally there. Like last weekend I ran for two hours for the first time in for as long as I can remember. Oh, awesome. And yeah, and I was just so stoked. I know like running for two hours is like people were like, what? Um, are, you in, are you insane? But this is something like, you know, I love running. I love running long distances. I like to be able to do it without hurting, like, it, you know, like general other than just your legs just generally hurt when you run for two hours. But, you know, without my back hurting, without, a, you know, a jabbing pain running down the back of my quad and finally I was able to do that on the weekend it was just awesome and so and I've entered this um trail half marathon next month and I'm so so looking forward to it I'm so so excited about it and it was that envy and that FOMO that I was getting when I was watching all my friends 
do all these races that I wanted to do that kind of really got me off my butt to go right do what because I wasn't I had this injury I wasn't doing what it took to get on top of it you know mm-hmm. if I when I was completely honest with myself I was like right you know what you need to do you're just not doing it so what I've done for the last six months is done what it, you know what I needed to do to get on top of this problem I was having and now I'm kind of there and it's awesome and yeah so I feel like in answer to Joshua's question like you totally can leverage FOMO for good as long as you're kind of checking in with it and making sure that the thing, it's not coming from a place of, uh, I don't know how to define because I was going to, as long as it's not coming from a place of jealousy or scarcity, but in my case it was. But it's more going, is this really, really important to you? Because if it's really, really important to you, then you, you know, stop feeling FOMO. You'll just go out and do what you need to do to, to get, yeah, to do that thing. It's like, why, ask yourself, why, why do I care? Why do I care so much? And if if it's just because they have something you don't have, then like dig a little deeper and think, do you really want it? Or is it just a, is it just an envy thing, you know? And if that's the case, then you probably just need to let that go. But if there's a reason for you really caring, it could be, you know, like you with your, you know, with your marathons and your running, it's, it's a signal and a, a consistent signal that this is something that you want to pay more attention to then pay attention to it, you know? So I think asking why, why do I really care or do I really care? Or is this just a, a habit of wanting what others have, you know, which I think is quite common. Yeah, or is it an insecurity? Is this coming from a place of insecurity or is it coming from a place of, this is something I really, really want and this is reminding me that this is something I really want because certainly like I watched my friend Alex give a TED Talk a couple of weeks ago and that, you know, I've been a dream of mine to give a TED Talk for my whole life but what have I done towards <laughs> ever giving a TED Talk other than dream about it? Nothing. But now that she has done it and now that she's told me how, you know, because she's like, well, you, you know, when they do the TEDx things that quite often they're open for applications. So you should just apply. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, so suddenly that, you know, that dream becomes a little bit more of a reality, but it does get triggered from the, you know, the FOMO of watching her going, oh, this is amazing. Like, this is so cool. And I want to do this thing too. All right, what do I need to do to, to achieve this dream of mine? So yeah, I'm definitely in the... I'm on the side of it can definitely, definitely be a good thing. And I think we have also been conditioned to thinking it's this terrible thing that we need to get out of our lives and Facebook's so awful because all it does is cause FOMO. But I just think use it, use it with discretion, make it work for you as with anything in life. I do think though, if people find themselves constantly and consistently bathing in FOMO (laughs) you know and fact social media is a really good example of it and it's probably the most uh you know the most influential in modern life because it's there it's in your face and everyone I mean I think having an awareness that people aren't social media 
you know, they're, they're not posting to Instagram or Facebook, like doing the laundry. Well, they might be, but <laughs> <laughs> they're really annoying people. Now when um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's going on holidays or here we are climbing the Harbour Bridge or look at this amazing meal that we just ate. It's not peanut butter on toast. It's not like the mundane moments. And I think if, you know, if we can kind of pull that lens in front of our eyes when we're looking at other people's highlight reels and recognizing them for what they are. Because I think if we can then view our own life through that same lens, you can see that we have plenty of moments in our lives that could, not that you want to, but could inspire FOMO in other people. It's just either you don't share it or you don't think that it's that special. But when you see it from the other side and you kind of recognize that no one's life is all, you know, all Instagram flat lays and, and amazing holidays. Like it's, that's just not real life. Then I think you start to recognize that it's, you're lusting after a, a myth, you know, it's not a real thing. Um, I think that can really, that can really help. But the other side of it for me, and I think this is why it's just, it's just genuinely not something that I battle with anymore. It's because I'm hugely and perfectly and, and, you know, unmistakably aware of the fact that I'm choosing to be where I am. Yeah. And for better or worse, I'm choosing to be where I am. And I've really taken ownership of that. And that pretty much negates FOMO. <laughs> you know, it, it, it really does because it's a choice. And while you can talk yourself in circles endlessly if you wanted to about the yeah but what ifs like I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of what ifs at all you yeah know, I make a decision and that's where I am and you know that has consequences and that's what they are you know so I think that that's that's a really um for me has been a really helpful way of of dealing with it and owning where I'm at and why I'm there and how I got there and wh- what's next and yeah I I, I honestly struggle to think of a time where FOMO has been anything but like a either like a little niggly get off social media kind of reminder or (laughs) or a motivator. Yeah I think um, you made quite a good distinction there an important distinction there that a lot of FOMO often comes from the decisions that we've made so and I've spoken about this before that humans need to take every decision that we're making and extract the maximum happiness out of that decision and so quite often is that we'll make a decision and then we might see so and we choose to go you know right and then we might get a look down the left-hand path and it looks like they're having a lot of fun down the left-hand path and we go ah I should have picked left and it's so so important exactly what you said that to not second guess your decisions because you might only be seeing the bright and shiny of that left-hand path because that's all we tend to, as you say, that's all we see of people's lives on social media and we don't know the things that are sitting behind the bright and shiny on the left-hand path. Meanwhile, on the right-hand path, like we just need to own that decision and go, I made this decision in good faith. I made it with all the information that I had at the time. Most likely equal happiness lies down both of these paths, but just because I'm in a shitty bit of the right-hand path right now doesn't mean there's not a good bit coming. And just because those people over on the left-hand side there are living it up at the moment doesn't mean there's not something else waiting from around the corner. So I do think it's so, so important to make your decision and then own the decision. And I just think second-guessing decisions 
leads to so much trouble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So much trouble and discontentment and unhappiness. And yes, and I think it's important to remember that if if you're getting a glimpse into what could have been if you chose another path, the same social media rules apply to that as just everything else is that what you're seeing is not the all is not the whole picture so yeah don't second guess yourself just keep going and just remember that humans are hardwired to make the best of every situation as long as we allow ourselves to but if if we're kind of second guessing and going oh, oh but they look at what they're doing now we're not allowing ourselves to to stick with that decision which kind of I guess brings us to the joy of missing out Mm. which is JOMO um, which is kind of a new thing like I I don't know if it's the antidote to to FOMO but I do I do like the thought of JOMO which I guess to me is consciously deciding to miss out on something and enjoying the benefits of that so it's you know consciously deciding that I am not going to three different events this Saturday I'm just going to go to one and then and let the other two go and then I'm going to enjoy being at home chilling out while you know my sister rushes from one event to another and burns herself out kind of thing is that kind of how you see Jomo yeah absolutely I think it's it's like an intentional thing and the focus is on the joy of it, you know. It's not yes. the, the focus isn't so much on the missing out of it, but like the the benefit of it is in what we were saying before. Like you're choosing to miss out, you know, which is such a negative kind of way of, of <laughs> yeah. phrasing it, but it's you know it is what it is. You're choosing to miss out, and there are so many good things that come from that, you know. And I think it's just this idea of enoughness and contentment and you know not not kind of sacrificing ourselves on the on the altar of trying to fit everything in like trying to sample all the things because if you sample all the things then you can't remember what they all taste like and you don't actually enjoy them because you're sampling them all like you're too busy sampling them all you're too busy running from a wedding to an engagement party to a birthday party you know and did you enjoy any of them no like exactly. it's mm-hmm. you know it's really just choosing and it can be uncomfortable particularly for example in your you know your example of having to say no to two events and yes to one you might piss people off like that is part and parcel of learning to say no you know and that's actually not on you if you have a reason and you say no and someone is angry at you then you know you be as polite about it as possible but that's actually not on you their reaction is not your problem um you know and i think that's part of the the fomo thing too like people are too afraid Mm -hmm. of letting someone down or too afraid of of you know of of doing the wrong thing um whereas i think if you just commit to your one event on the day rather than three events just enjoy it you really get to enjoy it you get to go deep rather than wide you know (laughs) and i think yeah like it's it's a really nice way of being like i embrace jomo i really do (laughs) I really, really do. And it's not just an introverted thing. It's not just a I'd love to stay home and garden kind of thing. I just, I really, I think I'm probably maybe just more hardwired to Jomo anyway. And like even when we travel, for example, we don't, we, if we go away for a month, 
we will probably stay in the same place for a month or maybe two places, two weeks each. We yeah. don't do the constant travel thing because it's just not for us. Uh, and I know a lot of people are the complete opposite and love it. But instead of being fearful that we're not going to see all the things and you know see all the sites and tick all the boxes in a whole country or a whole region, we know that from the beginning uh, and we're not only okay with it, we're happy with it, you know, because you get to go deep and you get to do things that you wouldn't normally do if you're in, in one city for two days. You know, like when we went to Canada uh, earlier in the year, I got to go and do something as dorky as hang out in the library for a day yeah. of this town that we were staying at. And it was wonderful, you know, because I'm like I'm a massive nerd. But, um, <laughs> you know, so I think I think like there's a, a real depth to life when you just choose to say no to a lot of other things, you get to go, yeah, you get, get to go deep. Do you find that as well? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, really love that analogy of going deep rather than wide because, yeah, I mean, I, I too don't, I don't like a lot of surface experiences. So I'm a bit the same when I travel. Like I like to go to one place and kind of really immerse myself in that one place and do the mundane things involved in in being in that one place like yeah exactly like you say like you know you go to the library and it's like that's I just really love that kind of experience rather than the quickly touching on every tourist attraction where every other tourist is I love you know I certainly love especially love when I travel going and staying with people who live in that city because Mm. I just feel like the experience that you get of that city is so so different to the the very surface experience that you get when you're traveling by yourself and you feel like oh I'm going to go to all the places everyone told me to go and and you you don't ever really get to immerse yourself in those places I like um I went I did the Paris marathon for god seven or eight years ago now before kids and I got to Paris probably three days before my parents and aunt got there because aunt was teaching so he couldn't leave until school finished um and so I kind of had just three days and I just like wandered around the immediate area in which I was staying and went down little side alleys and kind of had coffee in random places Mm. and you know it was such an enjoyable experience and then when they got there and after I did the marathon then we did like the touristy kind of stuff but I really really treasured those days by myself just yeah just not doing the things that people said I should do I I find that was more yeah a more meaningful experience and they and I'm not saying I don't want to be caught in the saying this is the right way to go about things or the wrong way to go about things but I really do like what you said about embracing the joy of missing out and there's a lot of joy in mundanity like Mm. and there's a depth of experience that you get from just being present in like those moments that you don't normally get to be present in like it's a bit like um you know when when Jaden started school and I thought I would you know be sending him off to morning care or something so that I could get to work earlier or something like that and then I kind of really went these morning moments where 
we are just pottering around like there's so much more I could and should be doing in these moments and the FOMO in person in me which is the 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 opportunity person like the the opportunities that I'm missing out on because I am choosing to just be here in the mornings for him and potter around before school those moments we get a level of interaction that you don't get if you are going it's kind of I I kind of look at it as the quantity over quality like uh, we Mm. do push this quality over quantity thing a lot but I kind of actually have a real belief in quantity time and in order to have quantity time with the people that are really really important to you which is when you get these subtle interactions or these insights into their minds or their hopes or the things that they desire or things you can help them with. You can only have quantity time with people if you're willing to not do other things. And so, yeah, whenever I catch myself kind of pushing a little bit and going, oh, that person achieved this and that person achieved that and people like me achieve things like that, so I should be trying to do things like that which is how my FOMO presents, that's when I have to kind of realize that the joy of missing out on those things lies in these real, these really beautiful mundane family moments that I get. Yeah, so that's mm. kind of what JOMO is to me. It's, it's creating quantity time to just be and just being might look like you're not doing anything like you you're just wasting time or this time could be used so much better but that being time I feel is that is just a hugely foundational thing for ironically me achieving all my hopes and dreams you know yeah exactly absolutely I I agree 100% like it's not you're not just saying no or you're not just missing out like there's something else that you're gaining uh, and I think that's a, a really key thing to to keep in mind as well. And I, I love the tie back to the the letting it be. You know? yeah, that <laughs> was just totally like organically clever. happened. You're very clever. <laughs> but yeah, but I do think that yeah, this FOMO versus JOMO thing is um, JOMO or the joy of missing out is not just simply that you know that thing that we mentioned at the top of the show of. I want to be invited so I've got the opportunity to say I don't want to come. Mm. <laughs> um, that's what that's one level or that's probably the very surface level of Jomo, but I really think like the deep core level of Jomo is yeah, it's creating that quantity time for pottering and being and not doing anything specific, just being And I'm not someone that's good at being in the moment, but it's something I've gotten so much better at probably just in this last year. And like I said, the irony of all of that is a lot of my best ideas for writing or even for these shows or a lot of my best thoughts, um, a lot of my best parenting moments, a lot of my best spousal moments have all come from having that time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Let It Be. If you want to connect with Kelly or myself, you can find us on social media. Kelly is at Kelly Exeter on Twitter. And on Facebook, if you search for A Life Less Frantic, you will find her there. And on uh, Twitter, I'm at Brooke McCallery. And on Facebook, I'm at Slow Your Home. And uh, if you wanted to either reach out to us on Twitter, you can use hashtag Let It Be Pod. 
or uh, head over to letitbe.fm and you can find our show notes and other information about the show. Uh, finally, if you wanted or felt you know, the desire to leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, that would be wonderful. And um, you know, we, we read them all and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and then uh, tell us what you think. For your ears. Who is that? Hi, podcast.